This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. This episode of Open Mind is brought to you in association with very.co.uk. Do you wish you could find a home for everything in your home? From the bedroom to the bathroom, living room to the garden, Very has all kinds of space-saving sets and storage essentials to keep everything neat and tidy. From sideboards to side tables, cabinets to cupboards, it's easy to create a stylish space in your place with Very. It's time to live well, sleep well, eat well and spend well at very.co.uk. guys so this is the last episode of series two i can't believe that i'm saying that we've done a whole two series of open mind podcast and my last guest is gonna be scarlet mofat hi i like the way that is it mofat well you, i think it just depends what your accent is because i don't actually think i say my own name right How do you i say, say moffat yeah but Muffet. it's got no i or e's in so i don't mind how you say it. i've been called a lot worse frankie <laughs> <laughs> so you might know Scarlett from Gogglebox. I feel like that's the first place that people might yeah. know you from. Um, TV presenter, and you were officially Queen of the Jungle in 2016, was yeah, it? Yeah, where I was with your legend of a husband. Yeah, so that's when I first met yeah. you. Although it was like when you were passing ships because I think I had like a day in the Versace and then had to go back home. I know, yeah, it was mental was a bit time crazy. For you, I imagine. It was crazy. How was that for you? How did you find that? Because I feel like people already knew who you were, but then being on I'm a Celeb just takes you to a whole new level. Yeah, do you know what? It was like, I always try and look for the positives of things. It was like amazing and it was really, really like the most surreal experience, but equally the only way to sort of go when you're right at the top is down, which no one explained that to me. So I really enjoyed it. <laughs> but I wish that I'd sort of enjoyed it a little bit more than I did. I think I was so worried and cautious that I wasn't, that I was like doing the right things and that I was keeping myself busy, that I didn't really have time to properly enjoy the moment. But I mean, I've, I can, I've still got like, my little stolen hat and my stars and stuff to remind us around that. <laughs> <laughs> Why do you feel like then you, so you feel feel like you've had that high and low then? Did that come quite quickly? Yeah, like because when you're on something like I'm a Celebrity, it's such a family loved show and it's something that like I would look forward to. You knew that it was starting to get to Christmas when that was on the TV and then, yeah, all of the press were really lovely to me and people on social media. And then maybe like four months later when that novelty of being crowned wears off, you're like, oh no, people are saying bad things as well. But 
it's all well and good when you're getting lots of comments and stuff and it's all nice, but when you start getting them and it this it's not so nice, it's a little bit of a shock, especially when you're not used to sort of like the magnitude of the amount of people that are talking crap about yeah it's mm. a bit overwhelming really was that around the dvd stuff is that yeah when that kind of all kicked which up? i'm so pleased now because I, I spoke out in grazia about it because i felt like i'd held my tongue for so long and i just wanted to sort of set the record straight with the whole dvd thing because i was so young i was like 23 when i signed the contract for it i had no representation it was all a bit of a like, oh, well, I'm losing weight anyway. I, I, like, I'm going to get paid for it. I can pay my mum and dad's mortgage off. I, I can have, a, like, a deposit for a house myself. Like, I'd be stupid to say no. But then I sort of slowly realised that it was quite detrimental to my mental health. And the way that I got through that was I kept thinking, well, I suppose if people look at me and think well I can get fit and it is good for your head I think exercise really really does help I kept thinking well I'm helping people who maybe felt like me who were embarrassed to go to the gym or feel self-conscious to go to the gym so they can do some exercises in the house but I think in hindsight it was just probably the worst thing that I've done I think now I've deleted all of my sort of before and after pictures because I realised not only were they bad for my own peace of mind, it wasn't really good for other people either because, like, now I look like my before picture again, but that doesn't mean that I'm not happy or not as good as the after picture. So I think I sort of quickly realised that I was given this amazing platform where I could speak out to other women and other men and like now that I've gotten older and I'm 30 at the end of this year I'm starting to realize that actually I can make people feel better about themselves rather than worse really Mm. so it was a learning curve. I think that's you're allowed I think what people forget is we all we all make mistakes and we all do things we all try stuff and yours are just publicly and like you said you had your reasons for doing it who wouldn't take the opportunity to do something to help their parents you know to set themselves up for life what was the main was the issue that you had lost weight and then you put it back on was that the backlash or what was it was sort of that people said that I didn't lose the weight in like the best way um but I think I think there was like an article that just went a bit crazy where it was like that I'd went to a boot camp. But I actually, the annoying thing is I didn't. I went away for like seven days, but I'd already reached sort of the weight goal that I was set. Um, And it Mm. was just to sort of tone up right before the DVD and like was filmed. And it, yeah, I think people thought that I'd been like, ramble like walk and rambling cut mountains for like six months but it wasn't like I genuinely <laughs> did just do those exercises but obviously I had to cut out a lot of food from what I was normally eating and I think like now mm. that's what I want to try and say to people please don't think that sort of you you just own this DVD and then instantly within six months you can lose that amount of weight it is it's a lot of it is a lot of pressure and it's a lot of work and I think the most important thing for me was like I sort of rebelled against the DVD because I just 
didn't like how it happened and I just wasn't for it anymore. I then purposefully just started putting weight on. I think I was sort of like, well, if I get big again, then it can't get brought up. Nobody can sort of, I can't have this stigma attached to me about this DVD. Um, and people will stop buying it because they'll see that like I'm big again. So I think, yeah, in a way I was sort of my own worst enemy during that situation. But again, I was, I was a lot younger and I think it's just nice as you get older and a little bit wiser that you're just like oh it's okay to make mistakes as long as as long as you don't make them again really which I definitely won't (laughs) (laughs) has it made you self-conscious now of the way you look or are you happier now than you was then I feel like I've just started to sort of own my body again. It's only the last sort of six months that I feel like my body is my property. I think for so long, I just constantly worried about what people thought about the way that I looked. And, you know, I would purposefully wear things that I thought, well, that won't attract attention or what's the plainest outfit I can wear so that when I go to an awards ceremony, like I'm not going to end up on the not hot list and you you know like it's I just felt like my whole appearance was for everybody else and not myself whereas now for the first time in a long time me and my family um we went to Florida remember that thing where we all used to go on holiday remember that that. (laughs) Um, and I actually wore a swimsuit um, in the water park, which I know doesn't sound like a big deal. But for me, that was such a massive step, especially in front of my boyfriend. Normally I would wear cover-ups or caftans or t-shirts and shorts, even though I'd be absolutely sweating my tees off. Mm. I would still be like, well, I'm going to just have to wear a cover-up. But yeah, I feel like now I'm not bothered. Like if I get papped and I'm not looking the best, then I hit to... I'd, I feel like people constantly think if you're on the telly, you've got to look perfect all the time. And that is far from the truth. (laughs) Yeah. I like to, have you found now you get more positive feedback now online? Yeah, I think, I mean, there's some days where people aren't as kind, but I would say on the whole, like 80% of the comments are really, really nice. And I never really used to read them because I would be too scared to see the negative ones. But now I've started reading them over the last six months and it's so nice. And like I message people and I feel like I've sort of got a separate gang of like online friends Mm. like people who you just chat to on on Instagram and stuff I don't really go on Twitter now but I I do go on um, Instagram I don't think anyone does yeah (laughs) and I've started being down with the kids and doing like TikToks which you are oh I know I've seen I've seen it's fun isn't it I know it's one of those things I was like I'm never gonna do TikTok and then since isolation I got really into it and it is it's just funny it's a way of being um I don't know creative and stupid and I don't know it's just fun isn't it it? it's just fun it is (laughs) um and do you find now because I always think with social media I suppose for you you've had social media there for your whole career yeah um and how have you found how have you found that I think it's a really good tool when it's used right I think when people aren't being awful on it it's such an amazing way to spread nice messages and to like 
talk to other people to get like fashion tips and all of that I think it's such an amazing platform it's just a few minor people that spoil it and and unfortunately as humans we tend to just draw ourselves to the negatives rather to the the positives mm. but it have is you it... found like because I've I know you've been honest about your mental health before have you found that that's been a bit of a trigger for you or yeah, yeah. Mass- massively I think the there definitely is a correlation between the amount of time I spend on Instagram and my happiness. <laughs> um, I think for me, a big thing is I unfollowed people that made me feel crap about myself. That was, which sounds silly. Like, why would you follow people that make you feel crap about yourself? But for some reason, I just did. And I used to look at people and be like, wow, they they're just perfect all the time. And then I was like, looking through my Instagram and I was like, oh, hang on, my my Instagram shows that I look like I'm perfect and having a wonderful mm. time all the time. And I think that's why I sort of changed the way that I used Instagram. Like I post where I've got no makeup on now or if I'm having a bit of a crappy day, I'll say Because I think equally people need to know that they're not alone and that with the good waves also come the bad waves as well. And that's what makes us all human and the same really because everyone has good days and bad days yeah and um you you got a bit of stick for a documentary you did as well and you decided to kind of address that what made you feel like you had to address it yeah I mean lots of people loved the British Time next door and um we won an RTS award which was amazing and I think it had such a positive influence on some people but then um I got this really sort of awful letter in the post um and then my mum actually did tell me that she'd removed a few of the letters already it just so happened that I got to the post first on this one um just saying like how all of my family shouldn't be proud of us and how fat and ugly I was and all it was just it was so awful and I think because it was a letter and because someone had like went out of the way to post this letter and they'd even like clipped out newspaper articles where newspapers hadn't been nice about it's like they'd put a lot of effort into this I just felt really sad that someone hated us that much that they'd went through like all of that effort but now I realize actually it probably says more about their state of mind than mine yeah and I think that's the thing like I know I I do get grief a little bit about the way that I handle trolls but I genuinely do message trolls and just ask if they're okay and send them the number for the Samaritans because I just think (laughs) I have never been in a place in my life where I've felt the need to comment on someone's photo and go you look you look fat today or you look ugly today or you weren't very good on this so I just think they must be in such a dark place that they feel the only way that they're going to get any attention is by being negative. So Mm. I I try and sort of reach out to them really to let them know that people do care and just that's not the way to go about feeling better about yourself, putting other people down. Mm. This episode of Open Mind is brought to you in association with very.co.uk. Relaxation is really good for you. For a start, it can help to lower blood pressure and improve concentration and mood. So the more you chill, the better you feel. 
which gives you a great excuse to check out Ferry's range of products designed to help you unwind, including night body butter, bath soaks, scented candles and cosy jumpsuits. It's time to live well, sleep well, eat well and spend well at very.co.uk. And do you find, because I know you're really close to your, to your younger sister, yeah. do, you kind of, do you worry about her and kind of think about how your actions and the way you deal with things affect her? I think, yeah, I think because she's 13 now and um, I think that's why I have started sort of being a lot more positive on social media and sort of embracing what I look like and telling myself that actually I look nice which is something I never did before and I even can feel myself cringing (laughs) saying it out loud but I actually tell myself now oh you look nice today and like Mm. try and focus on the things that I like about myself or or be like oh you're really kind or and I try and sort of instill that in my little sister that I know when you're a teenager, all you think that matters is what you look like, but it really, it really doesn't. Like all that matters is that you can't, or you're a kind person, and that you're happy, and then the rest, the rest just follows, really. Mm. And is that a reason why you moved back to Newcastle as well? Yeah, so I moved back home. I just couldn't handle London. I'm, I'm sure if you're from there, it's a lovely place, and. <laughs> I know lots of people like I just absolutely love it and I love visiting and I love filming there but I I just felt so lonely all of the time Mm. it's just so busy and everybody's everybody's amazing down there because they're all really career orientated and they've got so much drive and like I'm not saying that I'm not but I just felt like I didn't fit in like I'd say to people oh do you want to go for food and then people would get the calendars out and they'd be like oh yeah I'm free a week on Wednesday or and I'd be like oh no I just mean now like do you want to go do you want to go for food now (laughs) but yes and then it's just when I'm back home yeah I can just see my friends like after six o'clock really everyone sort mm. of clock offs at six o'clock and then I've got stuff to do yeah <laughs> I know that it's that thing isn't it Wayne and I always say that because all my friends have got like nine to five Monday to Friday jobs and I'm yeah. always like sometimes I moan at them and I'm like why can't you be like me it's so annoying <laughs> I haven't got friends until Saturday and Sunday <laughs> so annoying and they're like bank holidays me and Wayne are always like oh oh yeah it's bank holiday it creeps up on us and all my mates have already made all their plans because they're like yes (laughs) (laughs) we're free (laughs) yeah so I guess it's a bit of a like normality for you at home yeah because I always say to my mum that I'm like um Hannah Montana I've got the best of both worlds (laughs) because I feel like as soon as I step on the train to go to London I'm like Miley Cyrus I feel like I'm like living the dream and I get to meet amazing people and I absolutely love my job. It doesn't, I still can't believe that it's my actual life to be fair. And then as soon as I get on the train at King's Cross, I'm like, oh, I'm Scarlet again now. And then I stick my wellies on when I get home, walk my dog through the fields, go to the local pub, just do all the normal stuff really. But you kind of started off as a family on TV, didn't you? So kind of everyone knows your whole family. Does that not affect how you all know? It makes me laugh because everyone always goes, oh, like, I think people just think I live with my mum and dad still. 
<laughs> and I'm like, no, I don't live with them anymore. But people find it really hard to get around the fact that I don't live with my mum and dad anymore. But we are like the Geordie Von Traps. We just do everything together. They are like my best friends, really. Like my mum is my best, best friend. But that's so nice. Not everyone has that. So you're lucky. And the fact that you've chosen to move back home and that's probably a really good decision to... Because you can still work. Like you say, you go in and out of London and... Yeah, and I, I know it does take quite a while. And sometimes I'm away from home for maybe a week at a time or a few days at a time. But I don't really I don't really mind. I feel like it works around sort of my family and friends and it, it's what's best for me. I think... I just couldn't, yeah, I just couldn't cope. And I think I lived in Camden as well. I probably chose the craziest place in London to live. <laughs> what made you choose there? Because I'd, I'd seen it on the telly. <laughs> <laughs> I was a massive Amy Winehouse fan and I was like, oh, she used to sing in all the bars there. It'll be so amazing. And then it's, yeah, yeah, it is crazy. It's a crazy place. <laughs> <laughs> and you've you've been quite open before about the fact that you've suffered uh, with Bell's palsy. Yeah, yeah. So, what so what I, made you kind of open up about that? Um, I think well, one of it was because I kept getting trolled so much about having an unsymmetrical face. Like really? To, yeah, like just people just notice things, and I'm like, you have too much time on your hands that you're noticing that like one of my eyebrows is raised a little bit more. More than the so other. So mine, though. My eyebrows are odd <laughs> and my smile I mean, I is not, not symmetrical and I've got one eye bigger than the other. <laughs> yeah, well, they're meant to be like sisters, not twins. Exactly. <laughs> but, um, yeah, so I openly spoke about it just because I just thought if anybody else has it, that they can see that actually, even though it is hard when you first get it and you think, oh, my God, like... I remember I was 13 and it sort of has the effects that look like you've had a stroke. So I could only speak on one side of my mouth and one of my eyes um, wouldn't open. Uh, So it was difficult being a teenager and sort of not being the most glamorous of of people anyway and then having this as well. Um, So I wanted to just talk about it so that people could see that actually it does get better and and things things happen I think to teach us lessons and to make us better people and I think that was one of the things because I never wanted to make anyone feel as bad as I felt during that time of being a teenager so I think yeah I I was not really nasty to anyone because I thought oh god I don't want them to feel how I felt it's awful Mm. and you kind of feel to me like just talking to you and hearing like all the things you've been through I feel like you've been through so many highs and lows and ups and downs and you know like you said you're 30 next and you know that's not very old to have gone through so much (laughs) um how do you find that you managed to like pick yourself back up and take on the highs yeah I think I'm quite a positive person anyway I think much to the annoyance of my boyfriend like as soon as I wake up on a morning I'm like yay what a beautiful morning (laughs) but then it might start come crashing down about 11 (laughs) a.m but I just try and spend as much time with the people that make me feel loved yeah. I think I, I spend a lot of time with my mom and dad and my little sister and my nanny and my friends and I see I find I think I find like the joys in the simple things like I get really excited 
if my egg yolk's runny. Like, I know I'm going to have a good day <laughs> if my egg what? yolk's runny. Or just watching my favourite TV show, like watching RuPaul's Drag Race or reading a good book. I feel like... Yeah, I just try and sort of do the things that make us happy. Or I have a dance about in my house. I think dancing's like a good thing. Not that I, not that I'm the best at it. Like well, but... you used to dance when you were younger, didn't you? Yeah, and I think that's why because it reminds us of like fun times as a kid. So yeah, I just dance about the house and listen to musical theatre songs. Have you never wanted to world. do Strictly? Because I know you did Latin oh, and Ballroom. No. I would love to. I actually would love to do it. Because you you loved it. Because you're still all friends with them all, aren't you? Yeah, it was it was great. It's yeah, a funny old just... world to go into, but it's great. <laughs> yeah. It's a bit intense, isn't it? I think like when I used to do ballroom and Latin as a kid, like it is quite an intense world. Like I remember my mum putting um, shoe polish on my hair to make my hair like more black and oh, really? shiny. Yeah. <laughs> it, is, it is nuts. We had, I remember one day in the studio, two young kids came in. And I could not believe how straight their backs were. And I know that sounds so ridiculous, but just seeing this little boy in like a full on suit and his hair, like he looked so smart and he was so together. And I was like, oh my God. I know the posture's amazing. Like, especially like when you watch Britain's Got Talent and stuff and they have little dancers on, you're like, how? How can your small bodies do all of that? But that used to be you. Well, not as good as that. Like, I don't think I would have got through on Britain's Got Talent. I'd have got buzzed out. <laughs> <laughs> and how do you find your relationships then with your like confidence going up and down over the years? Have you found you've learned a lot about being in a relationship and what you want? And Yeah, I think for so long, I felt like all anybody was with me for was for fame. Mm -hmm. I hate that word as well I'm not necessarily saying that I'm famous (laughs) I'm just saying like I feel like I sort of attracted men that then I realized I wanted to be on the TV and yeah I feel like I should have listened to my mum more this is good advice for anyone I feel like mums always know like (laughs) I used to think my mum was just saying he's an arsehole like he's no good for you just just for the crack when now I realise, oh no, it's just because she wants her child to be happy. That's all that is. (laughs) But yeah, and I think for me, I was always sort of just wanting to be loved. I think that's all anybody really wants. And I think whenever I would like start dating someone and I thought it was going to go somewhere, I think I probably was a little bit intense because my job was crazy and I just felt like I would never get anybody because... I was always aware and it's a bit of a weird world where then whoever you're with, everyone knows everything about them in the press and things. Um, I, I think, yeah, I let myself be swept away a little bit. And then after, you know, I had boyfriends going on things like take me out and applying for Love Island. Oh, and really? I was like, oh, oh no. Scarlett, That's why the did last you... thing you want. I know. But now I feel like, with Scott, I mean, I feel like whenever I say I found the love of my life, um, it turns out it isn't the love of my life, so I'm not cheating <laughs> it. <laughs> but I think having someone who has, um, who's who's in the police, who's got a really sort of important career job helps because I know that he really doesn't want any of that fame stuff because he has a sensible job, as my mum would say. 
Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, so he's still having to go to work then? Yeah, so he's, yeah, he's on the front line still working. Although they're only going to sort of immediate jobs now to sort of stop the risk of this coronavirus spreading. So mm. it's actually a lot more calmer at work than normal. But yeah, so he's still, I feel a bit bad sometimes actually because I'm like, dead excited I'm like oh I've got a really busy day like I'm doing a podcast or I'm writing this and then he's like yeah I'm going to work now (laughs) (laughs) bring things back home (laughs) that's probably quite nice for you though because it's like a bit of normality being with someone that's just completely out of the industry and yeah because it makes me laugh because they be like oh how was work like, and I'm like, yeah, it was good. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Just chatted on Skype for an hour. Loved yeah. it. <laughs> That's so nice. And how are you keeping yourself kind of sane in lockdown then? If you're quite a positive person, then this must be quite all right for you. Yeah, I feel, well, I've had a couple of, I'm like you, so I won't talk about it too much because I know that it triggers you as much as it triggers me. But I also have a fear of, of death in general like yeah. it just worries me so so much so I feel like keeping my brain occupied and constantly busy is what's helping us because I'm just not then thinking about it so I'm doing things like um like cooking a lot which I don't normally do to be fair I'm not normally someone who will prep for like 45 minutes for a meal but <laughs> I'm finding that really positive and actually just setting a schedule so I'm setting an alarm so that like I'm actually getting up at a normal time and um still putting like a bit of makeup on doing my hair doing the commute downstairs (laughs) (laughs) um and going for like a long walk with my dog there have been days where I haven't got out of bed I'm not going to lie and I've just ate three easter eggs off the trot and binge <laughs> binge watch tiger king but um i feel like again you can't feel guilty for that because there's bound to be days during this these times where you feel a bit uncertain and you well, just want to have a bit of a cry i think we all think we have to be so productive and proactive yeah. every single day and it's like you're not like that in normal life no, and this not. is not normal life right now and i'm hoping it won't become normal life so i think we have to like let ourselves off like you say like I've had days where I've done the same, where I've spent the day in bed and, oh, I've eaten far too many Easter eggs. Yeah. <laughs> um, the other day I was stressed and I ate a whole packet of biscuits in one. And I have never done that in my life. I literally I'm got my kids' schoolwork schedule and I just sat dipping them in my tea. And then I was like, shit, they're all gone. <laughs> And Wayne was like, oh my God, like he can do that on a daily basis. I yeah, I was going to say, that. to be fair, Frankie, I've done that numerous I've never times. done it. Ever. Well, it's not even like, just normally I get like, a, I get headaches from chocolate and stuff. So I was like, I don't normally do that. Didn't even touch the sides though. I could have eaten yeah. another packet. It's just mad how like <laughs> you go from one extreme to, and then the next day I was like in a really good mood, managed to go for a run. And it's just, I just don't think you can call it. And I think we're all so tough on ourselves and we're all looking at other people on Instagram and you know and we're thinking oh I need to be doing this every day or whatever but I think it's great that you've got a schedule whether it be get up and go downstairs (laughs) like and it's literally as simple as that like if I brush my teeth and brush my hair I'm actually quite proud of myself because I just think it's just it is a really crazy time and I, I do feel like there's a lot of pressure to sort of come out of this self-isolation with a new business plan and two stone lighter and glowing skin I think like 
2% of the population will be like that. <laughs> and the rest of us will, I mean, roll I out. Think I, yeah, I'm rolling out of my dogs. <laughs> <laughs> so I keep saying, I'm like, you're going to have to roll me out of here. Mate. Yeah, it'll be I fine. also think I'm going to feel like, I feel like there's also going to be half and half. There's going to be people that when they're allowed out that just go mental and see everyone and just go and have the best time. And then there's going to be the other side who I think I might be more on this other side of like just a little bit cautious and a little bit nervous still because I'm used to being at home now. I'm used to, it's weird. You kind of become part of this little bubble and then it's quite hard to 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 pop the bubble. Yeah, Yeah, I'm actually like... I'm actually quite enjoying sort of the safety of my walls. Yeah. Like it is quite sort of comforting in the sense that I do. And like, that's why I feel, I really feel for people like my boyfriend going out to work and the NHS and all the key workers, because I can't even imagine how they're feeling when I feel this anxious and hepped up sometimes. And I'm just in my living room. So I do really feel for people, but we're all getting through it together. I think that's the amazing thing. Like, I love it when it's eight o'clock and people are clapping for for our carers. I I cry every time. (laughs) (laughs) Every time. I know, it is is emotional sometimes, but it's nice. I hope we manage to keep it up. And I think after this, everyone's going to, I hope everyone keeps that appreciation for the people that do all of those jobs. Because I think they kind of go... Unnoticed a lot of the time. Yeah, they really do. Yeah. Well, thank you for coming on and talking to me. I've literally all I've seen is up Scarlett's nostrils for the whole yeah, conversation. <laughs> Luckily, they're clear, so all is good. Yeah, that's good. <laughs> but um, it's been really nice to talk to you, and thank you for being my last person on. No, thank series. you. Thank Special. you. I'm, I was like very, very excited to be on it, and then yeah, I'm pleased that I managed to slip in before series two ended. So, yeah. I'm, yeah, but we'll see you back for series three. Uh, thanks, babe. <laughs> Thank you. Bye, hun. Bye. Open Mind, the podcast, is sponsored by very.co.uk.